today. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the Bucks have been the dominant team in this division, but we got three other teams that are looking to say something about it. So, what do you have to say about your headline? So, uh, my headline coming out for this division is, and I don't like it coming out of my mouth, but we are going to talk about it more how the Bucks just look the same and they might be the same and perform the same. So they might reach another Super Bowl, and when they reach that Super Bowl, I'm thinking if Brady does win another Super Bowl, eight, I think the guy retires. I think no one's no one will touch eight. I think eight's a perfect number, and I think he'll just be like, like fuck, I got eight. Like, am I just gonna play again? Like I'm 46. Like I'll be 46. Like I don't know what goes through that guy's mind, but I feel like if he wins again, he's he's gonna retire. So you already hear first if he wins the Super Bowl, I think he retires. Yeah, and you would have you'd think that, but I don't want him to win another Super Bowl. So I don't think anyone does, and everyone's yeah, everyone's kind of tired of it. But it is great greatness that we're all witnessing. Uh, and yeah, probably yes, would have retired. Yes. He he did retire, but not for long. <laughs> he probably was like, I need to I need to go out on top. So I agree with that take. Um, my headline here is coming up. You know, it's very I see a lot of parallels with this division and the NFC North. So you have the team that's been on top, so the Packers, and you get the Bucks now. And then you have three teams below it that you're wondering who's going to challenge them. But unlike the NFC North, where I think teams are closing the gap, I just don't think that we see the same in the NFC South. Mm-hmm. I see three teams with a lot of glaring weaknesses in different areas. Panthers, poor coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saints, a poor supporting cast. Falcons, just bad overall roster. Um, there is the gap hasn't been able to be thinned yet, and you wonder, well, why did Brady come back? Did you do you see his division? If, <laughs> yeah. If you have the opportunity to come back and like, yeah, I'm just gonna ride the playoffs real quick. It's pretty much I love that. a guarantee for for the Bucks. So that's why Brady came back, and my headline is. It's never easy road for the Bucks coming up, but that doesn't mean we don't have a lot to talk about. So mm-hmm. let's start off with our breakout player. Okay, perfect. Who do we got breaking so, out? So, so my breakout player, like, I mean, maybe he already broke that out with the Tennessee Titans, and and he won a playoff game for them. But I feel like this player in particular for this team, he needs to have a breakout season if they want to even be five hundred. So my player for a breakout of this division is Marcus Mariota. Mm-hmm. And he looks he looks really good in training camp. Um, I mean, it's just training camp and it's limited reps. But I think he looks really good. He's on a team that gave him an opportunity. I, don't, I can't, can't not see him, like, taking advantage of this opportunity and playing to the best of his ability using his arm and his legs. He is a Heisman Trophy winner who has amazing ability, and they used him last year for the Raiders in certain run situations. So... I'm very set on him, like, blowing up this year, but uh, at the same time, like, I could just see him falling off and they, they play Desmond Ryder more. But he definitely needs to have a great season if the Falcons even want to get talked about on Sunday morning. So, And he's been sitting behind Derek Carr for multiple years now. Yeah. He's, he's gotten some playing time in, in rushing sets, sort of like how Jalen Hurts got into playing time at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yo, this is Mario's real last ride to prove himself. He's, he's got a starting job. Miraculous. He doesn't have help around him, but he's got the starting job. Uh, so I'm going to go for my breakout player, a guy given a great opportunity to succeed. So 
My breakout player is Marcus May. Okay. He's safety coming over from the New York Jets Love it. over to the Saints, replacing Marcus Williams. So Williams signs a massive deal with the Ravens. May signs a big deal, but a smaller deal nonetheless with the Saints as a replacement. Now the Saints also got Tyron Matthew, but May's a little bit on the younger side. Um, he did tear his Achilles last season, but before that, not very injury prone. And uh, he had a lot of really good moments with the Jets. Uh, you might know him for his butt interception that he had the previous season. That might be his big play, but he's very solid. He was a very solid coverage guy and run support guy in the Jets defense that was very miserable. Oh, yeah. So he's never made a Pro Bowl. I think this is his year. He gets into the Pro Bowl and maybe even all pro because the Saints have histories of developing good safeties with Marcus Williams. They had Malcolm Jenkins mm -hmm. and you know, Darren Shane. Sharper. Yeah, Darren Sharper. Mm -hmm. Lots of good talent on that safety side. So. And their secondary is stacked. Yes, so I like I like May to break out this year. I love that too. Now, who's going to be your X Factor for this division? I'm gonna make my X Factor twofold because one of the most volatile teams, and what I mean by that is teams where I'm having trouble predicting their record precisely. They can really, they have a wide range of outcomes, and that's the Carolina Panthers. Uh, there are two X factors for the Panthers. The first one is Christian McCaffrey. This one's a little bit more obvious. Um, he's been hurt a lot the past yeah, year. Yeah, hasn't been an X factor much, I would, I would like to say. Yeah, well, last year Panthers started 3-0 when McCaffrey was the starter. He got hurt in game three, and then the Panthers kind of collapsed from there after McCaffrey barely played during the season. McCaffrey, with limited quarterback play, we'll see how good Baker is, but uh, with the limited quarterback play, Darnold needed McCaffrey to, to succeed. Evidently, that, that didn't happen. Yeah. Darnold failed. Yeah. Uh, CMC needs to prove he can stay healthy for a season, you know, for his own right to get a contract, but He's, no, most running backs don't impact their team quite like CMC does because he's their top rusher and receiver. He's a thousand-yard guy both ways. Does it all. So they need him to be healthy, to have any chance to compete. But in terms of something that isn't impacted by health, it's their head coach, Matt Rule. Rule is honestly blessed to be given the third year. He has had a miserable two years, and the only way to justify it is because of his poor quarterback play. Um, he gets a, t a bit of an upgrade at quarterback, a guy who's a little more proven. He's been to a playoff game, at least. Um, but Rule, his main downfall is he just makes very conservative or otherwise awful fourth quarter decisions that just l lets his team down. Yeah. And teams and fans are tired of his boring and excuse-ridden uh, press post-game conferences. Bland. Bland is one way to put it. But Rule has had a lot of success with multiple college programs of transforming them from really bad to really good. That has been his staple. The Panthers have a very good roster this year. And if Rule wants to prove he belongs in the NFL, he's got to get this team to the very least a winning record. Seriously. Probably playoffs. But... He's proven he can do it before, and that's why he was hired, so he needs to step up and do it. Uh, and if he doesn't, they're not, he's fired and they're going to So, yeah, he's a very valid X-Factor as well as CMC. Who you got, Chuck? 
I like that. Um, so my X Factor is Tyran Matthew, you know, the honey badger. He don't give a fuck. Saints just signed him. Um, he deserves it. He's, I think he's still one of the best safeties in the league. He's, yes, he's getting older, but he's always there to make the play. He's always there to make some type of play, blow up some type of block, make it for uh, turn a, a, a two-yard gain into a one-yard loss, just blowing up a pulling guard. Um, so I think he's just another great weapon for this team. They're going to put him in great spots. I think they're going to have him mostly uh, run around the middle, have a little hook curl action instead of him covering the deep middle. So, because they have Marcus May and they have um, Lattimore, and they have uh, Lattimore on the other side, so I mean, he he could just fit right into the box and be in the run game, and he could just chill. And all he has to do is make his read and just make plays, and he doesn't have to be that big of a role because he has guys behind him. So I think he's the X factor of that Saints defense, and I think he's going to get a lot of the shit done. Wow, how about that? Two members of the Saints secondary, and we haven't even gone through half the segment yet. That shows you how much talent is in this group. Uh, so, speaking of talent, MVP. Uh, we all know the MVP of this division is Tom Brady, but it's no fun to just tell you what you already know. So, let's go with some other guys. Chuck, who you got? So, my MVP for this league, uh, we're going to stick to the same team here. We're actually uh, going to go with Jameis Winston. Woo! So, with Jameis Winston um, at quarterback for the Saints, uh, everyone, I mean, like, you're probably like, what do you mean? He's going to be MVP. Like, Brady's there. Like, fucking Baker's there. He's probably better. No. Like, Jameis is the guy. So, his stats, before he got injured, 14 touchdowns, three picks. He had, like, a 1,000 yards uh, passing. Not a lot for seven games in. But still, he has the weapons around him again. He had, and, they, and at that time, the, I think the Saints, they were over 500. And Jameis was on his way to be, becoming, like, a very good quarterback. Like, I think he has the weapons around him now. He has the O-line. Like, he has the running back who does it all. So he has all these weapons. Like, why not go out and throw for 5,000 yards again? You don't He's think done they, it before. You don't think the Why not go out and beat the, the Bucks twice? Sorry, like, why not? You don't think the injury holds him back at all? No, I don't think so. I mean, he's had a whole year to get ready for the season. I, I think he looks crisp. I've seen clips of him getting the guys together at camp and, like, you know, his motivational speaks. He's like, you know, the one he's like, yo, W, yeah, like, w. Ah. he's still doing that. He's getting guys on board, you know? So like, I think he's going to be the leader of this team. He's going to run the offense and he's going to get the ball out to guys like Michael Thomas. Uh, Alave is going to be open because they're going to have to cover Landry. So the fucking, the fucking sky is the limit for this guy. So he should be MVP. Yes, and as Chuck continues to hype up mediocre quarterbacks in the division, I will hype up my defensive players. So, uh, we talk about Brady, you know, the court, obviously the quarterback of the Bucks, but the defensive quarterback of the Bucks is Devin White. Beast. Came in carrying the league as a fifth overall pick and had proved his worth from the very much the get-go. And Nasty. the Bucks defense doesn't get talked enough about, about how good this unit is consistently over the past few years. Even with their injuries to the secondary that were very prevalent last year, the defense was still very good because you had a, that great run defense mm. that sets the tone. And he's in the middle just digging well, it all He's like, nya, 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 nya. give me that. Yes. The guy's um, actually massive too. Yes. So I like Devin White, but I'm going to use this segment to talk about a bunch of defensive guys in this division that I think are underrated and don't get much love. So you got Devin White. Vita Vea, 
uh, monstrous defensive lineman for the Bucks. Brian Burns, great pass rusher. He could be a breakout player Fast in his own right. And then you got on the Falcons, two guys that I really like. You got Grady Jarrett, one of the best defensive tackles in the league year after year, o- overshadowed because he's on a bad team. Yeah. And you got AJ Terrell, who made his the All Pro last year after a really bad rookie season, being one of the shutdown corners in the league. Well, I'd like to also add um, JC Horn, Carolina Panthers, coming off an injury last year, too. He's going to explode. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of defensive talent that isn't talked about this division. Glad we could get the highlight of that. Before we get to how we think this division will end up, what you got as a bold prediction? Uh, so my bold prediction, uh, you know I'm big on Winston, right? Right. So with Jameis throwing the ball a lot, there's three guys catching it most of the time. The three main guys are going to be, well, no, four main guys, right? So they're going to have everybody on the defense that they're going to play against on the other side of the ball is going to have to worry about Michael Thomas. They're going to have to worry about Jarvis Landry. And they're going to have to especially worry about Alvin Kamara running it and catching it. So there's going to be a fourth guy that I think is going to be open all the time. And he's going to have the most yards as a rookie. So I'm taking Olave to win the rookie of the year offensive. I like that as a highest state guy. I think it's a great pick, and he's definitely got I think the he's opportunity. He's a deep threat there. that nobody will look at, and and he'll be open almost more than half the time. And you get the advantage of having Winston as quarterback because Winston will just sling it and not throw it back interception. Exactly, but which which will only help a lot because he'll be more in more passing situations. So, but he's not going to throw a lot of interceptions this year because he's going to win MVP. <laughs> we'll see about that. Um, this one is a bull take in its own based on how decrepit he looked last year, but. With Godwin's injury and his unlikely timetable, Julio Jones gets a chance to step in and try to revitalize his career, and I think he does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 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 had a great quarterback in Matt Ryan before. He's never had a great quarterback mm-hmm. with him. And the Bucks love to run three wide receiver sets all the time. They needed someone to fill that role with Brown, Antonio Brown gone. And they got Mike Evans, and they add Russell Gage for HC as a wide receiver three. But Julio will add another dimension to his offense, a big, tall receiver. Maybe not as fast anymore, but he's still going to draw plenty of coverage. 100%. And I could easily it's Julio. see. It's Julio out there. You got to account for that guy. Right. So I could easily see with the amount that the Bucks are the ball, Julio could come back with a thousand yard season. It might be his very last chance to prove it. So uh, he, if there's a year for him to get done, this is the year. Facts. I have a question for you. Um, Saw this online, Julio Jones, and people were saying, "No, Julio Jones, Hall of Fame." Yeah. Well, yeah. the 100%. the thing with Hall of Fame is that it's very difficult for a receiver to make it. You have to do something pretty special. But in his prime, Julio was extremely dominant. He had some incredible games, um, and he Falcons legend. Um, if he had more touchdowns, it'd probably be a lock. But if he has a good campaign this season, maybe wins a Super Bowl, maybe he could ice it up. Hmm. I, I, I agree. I agree. He's wearing 85. He's wearing number 85 for the Bucks. It's just kind of interesting. That's weird. He wore two last year and he's wearing 85. I don't know. Maybe it's like a Ocho Cinco tribute. Who wears 11 for the Bucks now? Maybe it's, uh, um, I don't think 11 he- is, um, like one of the defensive players, I'm not sure, like Carlton Davis or something. And then, um, so seven Pro Bowls, 
two two time All Pro. You're saying like he he needs to have he he has to have like a record broken or something. Uh, I'm not saying that he needs to break a record. I'm saying well, I'm all I'm saying is another great season this year will solidify his solidify his stats, but. Uh, there have been many great receivers. Um, if you look at the right wide receivers in the, in the Hall of Fame, then it's going to be, you know, the, you need to do a lot, essentially. You need to have Calvin Johnson-esque numbers. Um, I, I, yeah, I guess, yeah, you're right. You're right. Hey, Julio, shout out Julio, though. Have a good, have a good season. Shout out Julio. All right, before we get too far off the deep end, mm-hmm. let's break down this division. So... I'm going to start with okay, let's hear it. my my pick. So I'm going to start at the very bottom. So I got the Falcons at three and fourteen. We didn't talk too much about the Falcons beyond their two good defensive studs and Mariota. Um, I think the Falcons are an easy last in this division. Yes. I have them going three and fourteen. Now, outside of tight end and corner. Where is there a position of strength on the Falcons? Maybe kicker? Of course, Shao Young Way Koo, Ridgewood, New Jersey. But the Falcons are one of the least talented teams in the NFL. That's no diss to Mariota, but if Mariota wants to prove himself, he's going to have to carry a lot on his shoulders because there's just there's just not enough talent to go around. The run game sinks, the wide receivers are non-existent with Calvin Ridley gone. That there is no pass rush to speak of, and the linebackers are decrepit. So this is going to be more. this is just going to be another season of the Falcons being um, a funnel on defense. Except this time around, they're not going to be able to put up the points that they usually do. So it's just going to be another messy season in Atlanta. Now I have the Saints coming in at number three. Uh, the Saints did their very best to try to build their roster to make themselves more of a contender this season. But first of all, with Jameis coming off a torn ACL, I know you like him, but I personally had my doubts. Um, I think his momentum was kind of stopped and it's going to be hard for him to get back into that rhythm. You have other factors such as Camara facing suspension. We don't know what Michael Thomas we're going to get this year. Mm-hmm. They lost. He's been away for like two years. They had to uh, make some cuts to this team this offseason, losing Marcus Williams and um, even bigger, Teron Armstead, their their prize left tackle. So there's a few losses to go around here for the Saints. And um, I think that they're they're lying right now set at seven and a half, and I predict the the under on that. I think that this this team is headed for disappointment. And I have the Panthers finishing above them. Really, the only thing here holding back the Panthers is their their coaching. I think their coaching is too mediocre for them to be a ten win team. Otherwise, they would be a ten win team. They get Baker in, who you know people forget last year Baker had a shoulder injury in like week week two or week three. He was playing hurt and they didn't want to throw the ball with him. Now he's got more time to recover. He's he's got a new. Um, He's got a fresh start, and he needs to prove himself because he was basically out in Cleveland as this immature quarterback. So he's got a chip on his shoulder. The defense is talented, and they've got playmakers on offense. I'm rooting for Baker big, especially after that Watson bullshit. Like, no no lie, I'm actually rooting for him. Big time. But then again, 
Marcus was close to the Bucks. The Bucks return most of their defensive starters. Their, de- their defense has been elite. Everyone's been saying Brady takes a step back because his receivers aren't good, but Brady has always elevated the team around him throughout his entire career, even as age 45 season. The line is still good. Uh, yeah, you can't disrespect the goat. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I'm just saying, but <laughs> Bucks win this division easily. What do you got? So I'm I'm gonna go away from the Bucks. Um, I, they definitely make the playoffs, but I'm big. I'm big Saints. I'm big Saints winning the division. I think the Saints and Bucks they split each game. I, I think they both have like challenging, not so challenging years, but they both end up going 11 and six. But the Saints have the division over the Bucks, and they win. So Saints get move on; they get the higher seed, and then the Bucks they still make the playoffs. So, but then I got the Panthers; they go in at six and eleven. I think like they're just I think I don't know Baker, new system coming in again. You say Matt Rule and coaching, like how is that gonna end up? Can their defense stay healthy? Can CMC stay healthy? So a bunch of questions right there. And then I agree, yeah, Falcons trash. Just I think they're gonna go four and, four and thirteen. Um, all power to Mariota. Um, I would definitely want to see uh, Desmond Ryder get a couple snaps. So, I mean, I hope they can start tanking where they give him the ball a little. Um, but other than that, no, I'm, I'm heavy Saints. I'm heavy Winston. Um, I think he's got a heart of gold. I think he's ready for this season. He's got the weapons at his disposal. And I think the Bucks are old. So, hmm. that's where I'm at. Nothing better than a hot Saints Chuck, win. am I right? Saints win. Hot take Chuck. And I'm taking the over on the wins for the Saints. Well, obviously, if you're taking the division. (laughs) But um, great recap. Uh, This should be an exciting division. One of the most exciting divisions in the NFL is coming up next week, the NFC West. Oh, yeah. Excited to talk about that. Excited to cover that. Once again, we've got college football coming up. And uh, lots of exciting sports on the way. MLB playoffs. Mm -hmm. uh, NFL week one is... It's coming slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to hear about fans football, well, too bad. I'm not going to be my picks away. Yeah, me neither. Anyway, it was great talking to you, Chuck. Hey, my boy. First See handshake you next on week. the show. What? What's up? First handshake on the show. Yeah, hey. Let's do that again. One more time for the boys, and we will see you next week.